It's Priority Talk Live. Greg Davis here with you. It is Tuesday, uh, the day after Memorial Day. We're live back in after uh, being away Friday and Monday, which probably most of you were as well. But uh, we're glad to be back with you here on this Tuesday afternoon. A hot day in Alabama. My goodness, it's hot. I like um, it. I saw one of the news people say that if you work, if you were walking on the sidewalk, you know, concrete, it was going to, you better have shoes because it's like 120 degrees. Yeah, it'll burn you. That'd burn your skin off the bottom of your feet, it seems like. Anyway, uh, it's a hot day in Alabama. You guys know that, though. Hey, we're right here at 101.1 FM, WXJC Radio. You can also uh, pick us up live streaming. You can do it every day, live at PriorityTalkRadio.com, listen live, WXJC Radio, listen live. They'll both get you to the listen live page. Um, you can find all of that on our social medias. Uh, we invite you to also find our podcast. That's at uh, Priority Talk. Uh, find it there at Apple or Google or wherever it is you, you look for your podcast. And then also Conversations with Greg Davis. That's another podcast that we have where it's uh, just, just interviews or conversations that I have with notable guests typically of a, of a national uh, variety, of, of, a, of, a, of a wider uh, appeal than, sim than just local. So Conversations with Greg Davis and Priority Talk. Uh, Priority Talk is a daily podcast. Conversations with Greg Davis is somewhat of a bi-weekly or so podcast. We put one up this weekend, so check it out. Uh, we do appreciate you guys all doing that. And also finding our Rumble page. Hey, uh, in fact, Jason, over the weekend, our... Um, Social media and our Rumble page got quite some activity. <laughs> I was sitting um, at my house Friday evening. Did the Chinese you know, hit it again? Didn't know. Didn't do the show. You know, didn't have a live show Friday. And you played just about the whole two hours. You played interviews that we had done with uh, Victor Everett Ellison. Yes. And then also with Ben Carson. Yes. Uh, one segment with him. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. I, I didn't listen to the entire show. Uh, shame on me. I don't even listen to my own show. Uh, but uh, I was off. See, that was the point. So, uh, I, you know, we played it, and, um, you know, that was good. Well, later that evening, uh, about 8 o'clock, you know, Alabama time, about 8 o'clock, man, my, my um, social medias started. Bing, 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 bing. And then I also noticed that it, uh, getting a lot of likes on the post that we had made, different post that we had made on there concerning Victor Everett Ellison. Okay, started getting lots of traction on that. So I'm thinking, well, that's great. So I start looking. You know, sometimes you can just look and see, okay, who liked that post or who made that comment? You know, people were making nice comments, and some of them were just finding where he was going to be on the show. Some of them were actually clicking on the post where uh, it actually... Uh, took you to our Rumble page where you could, you know, see and hear the, the interview that we had done with him because he's been on the show three or four times. So uh, I, I'm just like, wow. So I start noticing these people are from all over the country and beyond, quite honestly. I'm like, my goodness. I mean, it was like one would be up in the Northwest, one would be in the Northeast, one would be in Florida, one would be in Africa. I mean, just all over the place. So then someone makes the comment on one of our one of our posts with Victor Everett Ellison makes the comment about that he had just been on Tucker Carlson that night was Tucker Carlson's guest. <laughs> so people all over the country and literally all over the world were searching his name and trying to find out who is this guy, 
who we discovered back in January and have had on the program about once a month since then. And uh, they were trying to find out who is this guy. And they were finding our, uh, our post and they were finding our Rumble page. And so the views on our Rumble page uh, grew uh, some and, and the likes and the comments and all that kind of stuff. But it was just strange. I was thinking at first I thought, okay, well, people heard him on the show today. And then I thought, oh, wait a minute. These people are from all over the place. Whoa, wait a minute. What's happening? And then I realized, okay, he was on Fox with Tucker Carlson, which he had already been on with, uh, with Laura Ingram, and he had been on with um, uh, Sean Hannity, I believe. And so uh, the fact that he was on with Tucker Carlson shouldn't have surprised us. I just didn't know it. So I texted him um, and told him what happened. He thought that was hilarious. And uh, we texted about it over the weekend. And he said that uh, his um, book has went back now, the 25 Lies book has now went back to number one in two or three different categories on Amazon. So uh, he is really out there. And uh, we we found this guy, uh, I won't say early, because he had other books out, but he has really hit it with this 25 Lies book. And there's so much in that book that uh, that people don't know and need to know. Stuff I didn't know, certainly. I mean, I, I knew a lot of it. But uh, it, it's it's an eye-opener. I call it a jaw-dropper. It's the 25 Lies by Victor Everett Ellison. I remember the first night I opened that book up on my iPad and was reading it. Yeah, I was reading before I went to bed. And I'm, I'm in, you know, just kind of laying in the bed. My wife's there. and uh, I keep going, wow. And I'd read a few minutes. Wow. I mean, I just, it was just a jaw-dropper. So anyway, Victor Everett Ellison, we appreciate that. And then yesterday, of course, was... Um, a lot of uh, segments, my understand, I didn't hear yesterday either, with uh, George Barna. And to get you up to date on him, and a lot of people are sharing his post right now too about uh, pastors and uh, the lack of a biblical worldview among pastors in the United States of America. And he's talked about that on our show already. But it seems like a lot of people are finding that now and commenting on it as well. In fact, I saw a pretty notable person sharing that on social media right before we went on the air. Um, but anyway, I had a great, great weekend. Uh Jason, we briefly spoke. You said you had a nice weekend as well. Um, it, was, I, uh, it was good. I, I did a couple of things, um, and I know you did as well. I I, I went to the night and saw the Top Gun movie um, and thought it was good. You know, I looked at it before I went. It had a little bit of language in it. Uh, but considering what was happening uh, to those guys, you might could almost consider that um, normal. Um, but anyway, I don't think it was much worse than what you'd hear on network television in the evening. And uh, just an outstanding movie, really clean, not gratuitous at all. Um, one little implied thing, but they, it certainly uh, was uh, well done. And, and I think uh, as far as today's standards go, very friendly uh, to people not feeling like you had to shower off, you know, uh, from the filth once you left the theater. But uh, really good movie. Jason, did, have you, did you see? You haven't seen it, have you? No, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. It, it's really good. It's really good. I want to go back and see it at IMAX. Though. I heard that uh, Tom Cruise didn't only, he from, from the first movie to this one, he's only aged like two years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how that's possible, but apparently that's that's what happened. He, uh, he, he definitely hangs in there. That's for sure. And, uh, you know, I guess when you've got every, all the money to have your own chef and 
your own probably full-time chef, full-time trainer. routine daily. Yeah, you have nothing else to do but make yourself look good. And you can, you know, get things, uh, you know, snipped and tucked and pulled and, you know, fixed. Uh, It helps. Not not reality. But the guy's about 60, I think, and he made the movie several years ago. Meanwhile, I'm looking more and more each day like I'm turning 75, so. (laughs) No, I wouldn't say that. You look good. You look good. So we did that on a Friday, and honestly, I had never even seen the original Top Gun movie. So I really went into it uh, sight unseen, but it you know it was something to do. It's the beginning of summer, and uh, looked like a fairly um, you know reasonable movie to go to. It, you know, it was uh, the rating and just what was in it. We always look at uh, the plugged in movie reviews to see uh, exactly what's going to be in a, a film. So when we get there, we're not shocked. So. You know, we did that and went and saw it. And, you know, I, it does have a little bit of language in it. So, you know, I'm never for recommending that to people. But the movie is well done. I had never seen the original Top Gun, so I didn't have anything to compare it to. But just even st- standalone, it was a really good movie. It was didn't have an agenda. Was it preachy? Was it woke? Didn't have anything like that in it where you just go, oh, gosh, they had to include that, didn't they? Or they had to do that. Nothing like that that I saw. Well, they did have they, they did offend the Chinese. The Chinese do. I heard about want, that later. Yeah, they they don't want the movie brought over there because uh, the Tokyo was a patch or something. No, it was it yeah. was uh, what was it? Uh, Taiwan's uh, flag was 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 reestablished back into the movie somewhere. Uh, from what I, from what I was told, so I'm just kind of like, hmm, interesting. So that's the yeah, reason. I, I heard about that later. I I had no notice of that or. I would, wouldn't have known even what the, to look for, but I did hear that later. Um, so they did remove it, was my understanding. Is that right? Or, or did they leave it? No, they, they, left, they it. left it. They left it on there. Okay. Right? That's the reason China doesn't want the movie and coming so over. So China won't China. play it. I got you. I got you. No, the movie was not woke at all. It didn't have, you know, your uh, your typical, um, you know, token characters in it. Y'all know what I'm, you know. Didn't have that. Uh, it was just It was just a good escape film you didn't come out of there feeling like you uh you know learned anything or any you know nothing like that um i mean you know maybe maybe you could feel a little um a little patriotic in that you're you know you're dealing with the military yeah we weren't the bad guys in this movie were we no 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 i don't think so uh no we weren't the bad guys uh they did have a mission to complete and all that anyway we won't give it away i know a lot of you have seen it but a lot of you haven't but but uh a really a really, you know, decent film to go see uh, if you don't demand absolute um, perfection in your movies for family friendliness. It's pretty close, though, quite honestly. I don't know. Um, I, just, I didn't even look at the rating. I just looked at the plugged-in movie review and, you know, saw what was there and thought, okay. Uh, it, I guess it wouldn't have been PG. It would have had to have been PG-13. Yeah. So uh, just because it did have a couple. But, hey, look, uh, when you're getting catching that many Gs, um, a lot of people might have let one slip. They had more keys than Jenny and then than, than, than Kenny. Yeah, more G's. There you go. More G's than Kenny. <laughs> but it was good. Uh, Sunday, I did something else I haven't done. Uh, had it done yet? Uh, I had never seen Top Gun the, either movie. And then Sunday, we went out and saw the uh, the Birmingham Stallions. Uh, went out to the USFL League in uh, at Birmingham. And that was a fine a time, this too. Year, have they? No, have not lost. Uh, one again. Uh, really, really, you know, enjoyable experience. Of course, I had been to the stadium because of, uh, you know, UAB football. I had been out there with my son 
uh, being part of that, and and um, I'd you know, been to four or five different games, so I was familiar with the stadium. Uh, but that's nice. Uh, it was a good, good entertainment. Well, very well done. I'd watched it on television and was impressed with what they were doing, but I actually got to, uh, you know, to be in the stadium and just see all the in the stadium entertainment and the way everything was. I mean, very entertaining. Good people were there. People were having a good time. It was hot. Good day to get some sun. You know. Uh, but a lot of fun, man, if you have a chance to go out and be a part of that, I encourage you to while it's here. Uh, really, really good. These, these leagues, you never know how long they're going to last. So, uh, but it, it was, uh, was a good time. Uh, we, we enjoyed that. I went to uh, Sunday. The game was like, uh, one, is that right? Yeah. The, no, one thirty. I preached Sunday morning and, uh, then we left church, came home, got some lunch and got on over there and got there about the middle of the first quarter. I missed the, missed the very beginning. Um, but uh, did preach on Sunday morning, enjoyed that, preached a message out of Philippians chapter 4 on contentment, and a uh, great topic. I learned a lot. Uh, I learned contentment. I knew this, but I learned it this way. Contentment is not so not so uh, much horizontal as it is vertical. Don't look around. Look up. Uh, understand who God is and be satisfied with him. And so that was sort of the gist of my message out of Colossians, uh, Philippians chapter 4. And, and, and we set the record straight on Philippians 4.13 because that's probably the most misapplied Bible verse in the Bible, in, in all of Scripture and has been forever. True. Philippians well, and, and not only that, but you can also uh, refer back to another one where it says where I lift up my eyes to, to see where my help comes from. Where my from. help comes from, yeah. Misapplied. Yeah. Very cool. I don't know if it's as much as Philippians 4.13, though. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I mean, people quote that verse anytime they think they, they need a little extra motivation or a little it's tip. A, or, it's a you know. good thing to rely on, though. Yeah. But uh, that passage is actually, that verse is actually given in the context of I know how to abound and I know how to be abased. I know how to be high. I know how to be low. I know how to have much. I know how to have little. And I can do it all through Christ who gives me strength. All right, let's take our first break. Jason had some excitement this weekend as well. How about you? We'll get into some stuff as the show goes today, but we're sort of catching up from the weekend. Nothing wrong with that. Of course, we'll talk some about the Uvalde, um, you know, shooting and uh, you know a lot of action there. But uh, honestly, I tried best I could uh, to uh, disconnect from some of that stuff over the weekend. I'm sure some of you did as well. Um, but uh, but I did keep up with that. We did have special prayer Sunday for uh, that that city and those people at our church. And uh, that was uh, meaningful. They need our prayers, no doubt about it. All right. Our number, 205-941-1011. We're taking your phone calls. Give us a chat. All right. We'll be right back. Fox Mortgage, NMLS, 184762. Jim Corey, NMLS, 212-055. I just want to talk about my experience with Fox Mortgage. Cordarius Witherspoon is another very happy Fox Mortgage customer. They were able to get us refinanced. We saved about 1.8% on our interest rate, and that saved us thousands of dollars on our monthly mortgage payment. We were able to also do a cash payout on our mortgage with that refinance, and we were able to pay off a lot of debt, so it was great for us. If you're looking to refinance your mortgage, I would highly recommend Fox Mortgage. The people over there at Fox Mortgage, Jody, Dawson, Melody, all of them were persistent in getting the rate that I needed, and they were really helpful. Hi, I'm Jim Corey, president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661 68 
888-568-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. Fox Mortgage President Jim Corey, he's the longest running advertiser with Crawford Broadcasting, been on the air since 1992. And so whether his clients are looking for their dream home or refinancing, Jim and his team will work to find you the right loan program at the lowest rate. Let them go to work for you. Call them today at 205-661-6868. That's Fox Mortgage, quick as a fox, at 205-661-6868. I'm Papa Joe, and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. And we're back in, and uh, 25 minutes after, and uh, coming off the uh, big Memorial Day weekend, and of course, uh, we did take uh, time and and think about, and Church uh, Sunday did a good job of uh, highlighting the uh, sacrifice that so many have made uh, for our freedoms, and uh, how fragile a thing that that is, quite honestly. Uh, If any of you out there, after the bottom of the hour, if any of you out there have... uh, people in your life that you'd like to mention or honor that uh, made the ultimate sacrifice, uh, give us a call. We'll let you tell us about them and their service and uh, honor their memory. Uh, Coming off this Memorial Day weekend, 205-941-1011. Some of you might like to uh, highlight the sacrifice that your loved ones made for our freedom. It's important that we remember those stories and know who those people are because uh, it's easy to take it for granted. So give us a call. Uh, we'll we'll take those after the bottom of the hour. You can call now, though, uh, just a few minutes away, 205-941-1011. Uh, Jason, big weekend as well. You made your way out to somewhere I have not been in years. And I don't think you had either, had you? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, it had been about five years or so. Yeah, longer than that for me. Time. Longer than that for me. Tell folks where you went. Um, believe it or not, being the animal lover that I am, I went to the Birmingham Zoo. And um, it's quite amazing that to, to watch. I, I, I grew up, I was raised in the Birmingham metro area. Mm-hmm. And to watch it go from being city-owned and being as small as it was back then. Uh, and, and it did have some struggles during that time while it was under ownership of, of the city. Uh, when it privatized, to sit there and watch it grow as, as it's continued to do. And they're, and they're constantly evolving that that little tiny piece of land that they've got, they're trying to find ways to utilize it, and then, of course, make sure that the animals are comfortable as well. But um, it, it's so. Quite, what, what drew you out there? Just hey, let's go to the zoo, I, see yeah, some I animals. Just, I haven't been Something there in a do. while, and I, I looked at my girlfriend, and we're just like, let's yeah. let's go um, let's go hang out yeah. with the animals. Hey, not not to get too far far into your business, but how much mm-hmm. does it cost to get into the Birmingham Zoo? Uh, let's see, for two adults now, it's about forty one bucks. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's it's it ain't cheap like it was. I hadn't been out kids. there in a long time. But uh, it's it's very nice. Um, now, now were the monkeys entertaining? Well, well, they all waved at me and then uh, asked for money. They know that <laughs> uh, they are my relations, uh, yeah. my poorer relations. But still, do uh, they have some good monkeys right now? That's what I'm asking. It, that's the best know, reason to go to me. It's well, me too, and they're they're one of my favorites. It's. The Birmingham Zoo, I think they fluctuate through through every other year or so. And yeah. this year, I think, was kind of a down year for them. They don't have as many animals as they usually do uh-huh. that are on display. 
for probably a, a multitude of reasons. Sure, uh, sure. They they have to transfer animals from different zoos to different zoos for breeding. But it was a good experience. Oh yeah, it, it was still fun. Um, good. They they've got the way they built the place up. It's it, you're definitely looking at it going, wow, I didn't know they could do Man, this. Man, I'm telling you, it. Jason, I probably have not been there in. I'm going to say minimum 15 years. Oh, maybe you'd be 20. astounded. You'd be astounded. That I, long, now, I've been to other zoos. I've been to the Montgomery Zoo. Uh, it's it's really good. I've been uh, to the Cincinnati Zoo. Uh, I've been to some other ones. But, in fact, that was one of the funniest things ever at the Cincinnati Zoo, the monkey. There was one of these orangutan maybe or something. They had a cage. And, uh, you know, there were two of them in there, and they would sort of swing around. And, you know, kind of fun to watch. Well, this one guy came up. He was We were watching from a distance, and... He got to making faces at that monkey and, you know, doing things and, you know, making noises at him and all that kind of stuff, trying to aggravate him, trying to get him to get active, you know. And that he finally got active and he swung over there right in front of that guy. I mean, right in front of him and urinated all over him. There you go. Monkey <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I mean, business. that guy was just, he was being annoying anyway, just for anybody that was around. He was being, and he just, he swung right over there, got right up. And the guy thought he had done something good. You know, he thought he got him active, and hey, this will be fun. And I mean, whoop, there came a stream all over him. That's funny. Well, when we come <laughs> when we come back, if we've got time, I'll tell you my, my encounter with a lion. All right, 205-941-1011, Priority Talk Live on Tuesday. Stay with us. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... It's Priority Talk Live here on Tuesday, just after the bottom of the hour. We're here until 6 p.m. Continue listening at 101.1 FM, WXJCRadio.com, PriorityTalkRadio.com as well. Sorry about that. Hit my mute button accidentally. Um, Hey, we're just kicking it around a little. Yeah, we're just kicking it around here for just a few minutes uh, here on uh, post-Memorial Day. Uh, There are some, um, some serious issues to talk about, but... I'm uh, not trying to get too serious today. Not now, anyway. So we talked about our weekend. I uh, made my way to the Top Gun movie. Thought it was good. I uh, made my way to the uh, USFL Stallions game on Sunday. Had really enjoyed that. It was just hot, but that's okay. It's Alabama. We know that. Uh, Jason made his way to the to the Birmingham Zoo. Met the relatives. Yeah, yeah. At the monkey house. <laughs> they all know me. Um, Ask for money. Now, I told a story about a, a, a monkey at a zoo urinating all over a man. Uh, you said you've got a story as well. Oh, yeah. This was rather interesting. Um, back in the spring of 2012, I was still working for CBS 42 as a videographer. And um, it just so happened I got sent on a Saturday morning to go to the zoo and catch the one of the lions. It was their birthday. 
And so my producer goes, hey, I need you to get some video of the lions. Back during that time, they had a, a huge male and two females in the same enclosure. And they let uh, myself and two other videographers from, from two other local stations come in. And, of course, we got to get really close and, like, put our ca cameras right up against the chain-link fence. Well, the male didn't exactly like us infringing on the edge of his territory because he had two ladies there. And, and, and granted, he wasn't going to need to get any competition from me. Mm -hmm. or the rest of my photographer buddies from the other stations. Um, but it, when it was my turn, I was the last to go up and to get video, and you place your camera lens right on that chain-link fence. And um, he walks up, decides he does not like me, lets out a couple of roars, and then swats at the um, chain-link fence and knocks my camera back into me. Oh, wow. And uh, if you've never smelt rotting rotting meat toothpaste or flavored toothpaste um, and had your bones shaken by a huge roar that's kind of what it's like so <laughs> it was interesting oh to say the least wow wow yeah, yeah i'll never forget that I, I, that kind of will ever have trauma a little bit from that <laughs> we know sometimes you see these videos of these news reporters out at a zoo or at an, an event with animals and the animals get get a little loose on them you know um you know, so that that was your incident of that happening um, seems like there was one where a, somebody got killed by an animal, a reporter. I'm trying to remember what. No, no, no. It wasn't an animal. It was uh, somebody came up and shot her live on the air. Do you remember that, Jason? That came yeah, up that behind was, her. I think that I can't remember if that was in Texas or if it was Chicago or yeah. where it was. But yeah, there was a reporter and a videographer, and yeah, just walked right up and shot both of them. And it's it's, it's a very scary situation for for any videographer who's, who's been in the business for a short or a long time. You're, you're, you're trained to be so focused on what you're shooting yeah. that you've got to learn to tune out the rest of the world, world, world around you, even very dangerous situations, because you mm -hmm. have to stay focused on, on, on the shots as you're getting. Yeah. Um, and I've been in some rough neighborhoods uh, where I've been threatened in the past and, and kept shooting and, you know, didn't, I didn't uh, waver from what I was doing. So, it, yeah, it can, it, can, it can be very dangerous. Well. We mentioned the Montgomery Zoo. It's it's really nice, or it was when I was there. I'm assuming it still is. Um, the Huntsville Zoo, though. I've never been to the Huntsville Zoo, I don't think. I've not been up there. Of course, like I was telling you, I hadn't been to the Birmingham Zoo in 15 to 20 years, so it's not like I frequent the zoo very often. Um, I don't know about the Huntsville Zoo. I'd be interested to know if anybody out there, um, is it is it worth it? You know, a lot of times you, you buy one pass, and you, you know, you can buy a pass to go to all of them. So sometimes that can be nice. Maybe just take a year, buy a pass, and go to all the local zoos. I've uh, been to the New Orleans Zoo, uh, but that's been a long time ago. Uh, I think it's been flooded out since then. Um, anyway, yeah, the zoo's a good thing to do. Ball games, movies, uh, all those kind of things on this Memorial Day weekend because we can, because we're free in this country. And I hope people will take notice of that with the Top Gun, you know, with the movie. I mean, it has just blown away all the records uh, for Memorial Day weekend, uh, box office just blown it up, and it's uh, like I said earlier, it's not woke, it's not filthy, it's uh, I would call it I would call it uh, pro American. It, well, it is pro American. Okay, it's got it's got a feel to it like some of the movies did back in the eighties. You know that had a pro American you know. Uh, feel to them and so it it's like that and um it, it had a lot of drama a lot of tense uh, had your i guess your throwback stuff to the previous movie although i had never seen the movie 
when I went. I had uh, was kind of in the dark on a lot of that. But I had seen bits and pieces of it, you know, on television just here and there, but I never watched it, so I didn't really know all the ins and outs. Like, I knew in the first one, I knew, like, the guy died and all that kind of stuff. You know, I kind of had a general feel, but I didn't know that much about it. But I think it's pretty cool that a pro-American film did so well that wasn't uh, perverse, you know, in its in its storyline, and it wasn't evil. It was it's it's positive, and uh, so I, I was glad to see that. I think it's a uh, I think it's a pretty good. I want to see it at the uh, IMAX though, because you know all the fighter, the you know the the plane scenes, um, I think would be you know really really intense uh, at the IMAX theater, and and they are showing it at the IMAX. It, it, there is an IMAX version of it. I found out later. So uh, that's something I'm looking into maybe uh, maybe checking out as well. Um, yeah, uh, now Mo Brooks, talking get back to news and some local stuff, Mo Brooks was on Fox News Sunday um, on, uh, you know, on, on that morning. And I forget that lady's name on there, the host lady. Um, but uh, she's not the one of the regular hosts, I don't think, on Sunday mornings. It seems like that's been uh, Bear, Brett Bear or... Shannon Bream. I'll, I'll record that and watch it later a lot of times, just see who was on it. Um, because I always think of it this way. Those Sunday morning talk shows, you know, I'm at church when they're on, okay? But yeah. but I know the people across the country who, who don't go to church on Sunday morning for whatever reason, a lot of them watch those shows. Yeah, meet the and depressed. So, well, it's, it's a good indication to me to watch to say, okay, what is everybody else seeing that I'm missing? those Sunday morning shows. And so I did that this week. I had no idea Mo Brooks was going to be on it. I got home and watched it that afternoon. I usually just kind of fast forward through it and just see if anything catches my, you know, my eye or my ear. And I saw Mo on it and I was like, Whoa, I'm going to stop there. And I don't know what got into Mo, but, uh, it seems like the Mo that has won elections and beat Democrats. And, uh, it, it seems like the guy's back. It, it's almost like the, Trump pulling back his endorsement, like kind of, kind of took away his confidence or something. And man, I mean, he gave that lady from Fox news. I mean, he gave her the what for, uh, about the election. He, he may, he may earn the, uh, the Trump endorsement back by the way he defended Trump and, and, and the 2016, uh, you know, election because, uh, he just stayed on top of her. Then she asked him about guns, gun rights, uh, he talked about how he was on that baseball field uh, when that shooter came up. And, you know, what year was that? Uh, 2017, maybe. And, uh, and, and you know, started shooting Republican uh, congressmen and senators and shooting at them. And Mo's name was actually on the guy's list, was in his, had, him, had his name in his pocket as uh, one of the people that he was, uh, you know, apparently trying to target. So uh, Mo said, you know what, I've been there. You know what I mean? I, I've been a target, and I was on the field when the shots rang out. And, uh, man, I mean, he got, if you missed that, if you haven't seen it, uh, I'm not able to play it for you today. But, man, if you haven't uh, seen that or heard that, and you want to see what the, the Mo Brooks is about that so many people in this state uh, have uh, have been excited about over the years with him, especially across North Alabama as he served in Congress, uh, that was the Mo Brooks that people remember. So, you know, you've got this June 21st uh, runoff coming, he and Katie Britt. So uh, it, it, it is important. Uh, your vote's important. In fact, talking about every vote counts. You know, we've, we've talked about that several times. Did you, Have you guys seen, I guess if I can pull it up here, um, down in the Auburn area, you had a race down there. It was um, uh, Senator Tom Watley and a, a, 
a, a city councilman down in Auburn. I think his name is Jay Hovey. Uh, he was challenging Watley, who was, uh, I think was running for his fourth term, I believe was right. And uh, of course, you know, we talked about Watley before, um, you know, he, he is, you know, he, he's Republican, but look, he, he, he voted for gambling and, you know, votes, you know, for, for most all those kind of things. So, um, this uh, city councilman challenged him. And when it all came down, after all the votes were counted on Tuesday night, we, we talked about this the next day. There were several really close votes. Okay, you had the other one up in the Gadsden area. Uh, but there were uh, this one as well. It's out of, our, out of our radio listening area. But they were only separated by four votes. Four before the provisional ballots were counted. And so the canvassing board has done that now from Lee Russell and Tallapoosa counties. Uh, they did that. And Watley, who was down by four votes, had a net gain of three votes with the provisional ballots. That means after all the votes have been counted, Senator Watley lost by one vote. You have to have 50% plus one. And that's, there was only two people in the race. After all the ballots, one single solitary vote in a Senate district. You never know. Every person's vote there made the difference. If one person stays home, it's a different deal. Um, and I, I don't know what they would do if, it was, if they had the exact same number of votes. Uh, that would be an interesting question for the Republican Party. Uh, if they had the exact same number of votes, in other words, it's a tie. I, I assume they both are in the runoff because somebody has to get 50% plus one vote. And if no one got it, then uh, the two highest would move on to a runoff, and that would be the, them at both at uh, 50.0. Uh, but nope. So it's going to be certified. Um, today, I believe it was certified. And Watley's got 24 hours to challenge that, which I'm sure he will. I can't imagine that he won't unless he's just ready to be done. But uh, I don't. if he wanted to be done, he uh, probably wouldn't have ran. So uh, one single solitary vote. So when it comes to these races, even a Senate vote, I mean, a state Senate, which, look, that, that, that covers three counties. Okay? It's, it's a, that's a large, and some of them are, are a little larger than that. Uh, it goes by population, but, uh, you know, those are large districts, I mean, that cover a lot of people. And to think that, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like, you know, voting for, uh, you know, in a city of a thousand people and they both, one gets 501 and, you know, the other gets 499. Um, I mean, this was thousands and thousands of, of voters. And to come down to one vote is just absolutely uh, crazy. There is a, a Democrat running in that race, too, for the general election in November, a lady named Sherry Reese. And so, um, so we'll see, man. I mean, that is just uh, almost hard to believe, though. Uh, there were a couple of others across the state that were really close as well, um, but not that close. Uh, the other is this um, up in uh, the Gadsden area. You know, you've got the Mark Gidley uh, vote up there. This was an open seat, um, and uh, Jamie Grant. They were two people in that District 29. We talked about that race some here on the show because it was an open seat. So Mark Gidley, who's a, who's a local pastor up in that, uh, up in that area, uh, Church of God pastor, he got 4,006 votes 
and uh, Grant had 3,924 votes. So again, very, very close. 82 votes difference out of um, what, um, some 8,000 votes. And, you know, they're, they're within 82, so half a, half a percentage point. And there's no Democrat in that. So uh, I, I'm assuming that uh, Mark Gidley has won that. Uh, I'm not for sure. The other one you had was uh, District 28, where Mac Butler, who used to serve as a, a state representative, uh, he received 2,652 votes, or 52%. And Gil Isbell, the current representative, the incumbent, he received uh, 2,450. So that was a difference of 202 votes in that district. Again, with roughly, uh, what, uh, 5,000 votes, a little over 5,000 votes. And they're separated by, uh, you know, by 200. So, yeah, every vote counts, but literally every vote counted in that uh, race down in Auburn. And we'll, we'll watch that and see, because it's hard to imagine that Watley won't challenge that uh, being one vote. And uh, I think he can probably get a recount, but I, I think he has to, to pay for it, pay for the recount. And uh, we, we will be watching that, and we'll let you know what happens. It, it's not in our uh, 101.1 listening range. Uh, Auburn is not. But uh, but we, we may have some people down that way that listen in. and uh, But it is interesting to see. But the, the Gadsden area, that certainly is one that a lot of you were interested in. Uh, okay, let's take a break. 205-941-1011. We're still sort of reviewing the, uh, the weekend, the Memorial Day weekend, catching up on some of the stuff from last week. Uh, you've got some new campaign uh, commercials out. Uh, Katie Britt's got a new commercial out. Have you seen it? Uh, it, it's highlights of her speech on the election night uh, where she was extremely, I talked about it last Wednesday, she was extremely energized, very fired up, and uh, had, had, some, had a Red Bull going on, that's for sure, and they took some of that and used it as an ad, and so uh, as, uh, it's, a, it's a positive, inspiring type ad. So this Senate race still heating up June 21, of course, is that, that day to vote. June 22 will be the day that we'll... Uh, Break it all down for you on the other side uh, after the day, after the vote. All right, 205-941-1011, and we'll leave it open. If you've got uh, someone you want to honor that made the ultimate sacrifice and you'd like to mention their name or tell their story, someone in your family that uh, gave it all so that we can have it all here in this country, uh, feel free to call in, 205-941-1011. We'll take time and listen to uh, your story. Maybe it was a uh, – maybe you've got a, 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 a close – relative, maybe a, a brother, a sister, a, a father, maybe it's a grandparent or a great-grandparent. Uh, we'd love to hear those stories. I think that would be very inspiring to remind us uh, of the people who sacrificed it all um, so we can live the way we live in this country and we can go to the movies and go to the zoo and go to a football game and all that kind of stuff. All right, let's take our break and we'll be back and we'll take it to the top of the hour, 205-941-1011. This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well-equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. 
Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. I'm Pat Sullivan, head football coach at Sanford University. You're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. And we return, and um, Pat Sullivan's voice, of course, he has passed away now. And uh, what a great, great man. And, uh, well, we need more We need more men like him who uh, shape and influence the lives of so many around him. All right, let's get to these phones here real quick. Uh, two friends here calling in. And uh, first off, we got uh, Stacy. Stacy Lee George calls us. How's, how's it going, man? Jason, let's get him on there. Oh, sorry about that. All right, hey, Stacy, how are you? I still don't. We got him, Jason. All right, Stacy, hang on. We're gonna get you. There we go. That it. There we go. All right, Stacy. Yeah, there we go. Hey, thank Greg, you, man. How you doing? We're yeah, great, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I got two things real quick. I was gonna let you know. First of all, I voted for Durant in the primary, uh-huh. and I was the night of the election when I saw the results come in and I saw the the activity of Katie Britt. It pushed me to Mo Brooks. Uh, because I just didn't feel like I'm in prison every night. You know, I watch inmates and watch anger and things. And I just saw some anger issues that I had never really, I had saw it at one event before. But uh, me and my wife will be voting for Mo, and we voted for Durant in the primary. But because of her outburst and that Red Bull, I'm not going to, I can't vote for her for, uh, for public office. I can't, I just see too much anger. And I saw, I saw something besides enthusiasm and, and hard, I saw something out of control, and so I saw that election nine, and I was watching that. So I'm voting for Mo, and I've known Mo forever. Never really supported Mo. <laughs> I don't disagree with Mo, but uh, but I'm voting for Mo because right. of that outburst. But okay. on the other one, I watched Senator Watley during his race, and he's my friend on Facebook. I've known him for years, just mm-hmm. like you said, described him perfectly. But I'm going to tell you what beat him. I think. He spent $1.3 million. For some reason, I just happened to look at his race because it was close. And his opponent spent almost a million, mm. okay, for a Senate race, for a state Senate race. And oh. the votes were that close. But I'm going to tell you what beat Senator Twatley. What happened was he married somebody, and I'm not saying anything bad. I've been married more than once, too. But he married somebody that's probably 20-something years old, and he's in his 50s. And I think when he did it, he just pushed it out in the front end, and then he just had a baby, and I think they're going to be fine, you know, but there's a huge age difference. And he just really promoted that on his Facebook and publicly, and I think, you know, with the voters that voted, you know, the, the Grandma Ivy voters, those older people went in, I just don't think it set well with them. And mm-hmm. I've never seen any other incumbent usually uh, that's been in that doesn't have a big, big scandal to get beat. So I, I'm certain that that's what's caused it. Right. Uh, well, hey, that's a good endpoint, Stacey. That, that's that's good yeah. insight. And I did not know that about uh, yeah. about uh, Senator Watley, I, that he was, you know, yeah. had remarried. Or, I didn't know that. So yeah. uh, that, yeah. that's very interesting. And the, Kate, and the Katie Britt, I'm there with you. That was a side of her I've never seen either. I think she wants to come across as this fighter, you know, yeah. and she, she just kind of ramps that up. But I think she sort of ramped it up uh, maybe a little too much. 
um, yeah. there that night for, for a lot of people. Maybe others, it, it, it turned them on to her. I'm not sure. Hey, man, let me let you go so I can get to this next caller. Good to hear from you, Stacy. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you. you, man. All right, let's go to Tony. He's up next in Gadsden. What do you know, Tony? Well, well, since we're going off of that right there, I voted for Mo Brooks the first time, and I'm going to vote for Mo Brooks the next time. And I think the whole state would be proud to have Tommy Tuberville and Mo Brooks fighting because I really believe they will. Hmm. I listened well, to Well, Mo, Mo was of, fired up. He was fired up Sunday more than I've seen him. I mean, he. No, he, uh, when he, I was he, working in Trustful, I, I listened to a lot of those morning shows that would have him come on for extended right. periods of time. And, you know, everybody wants to make him look crazy or whatever, but I believe he's honest and I believe he'll get after it. You know, and this may be the button that got pushed, but I was going to tell you about the Gadsden races. They're all yep. in disarray. Yeah, as Mark's not been uh, named the winner yet, because the voting ballots were still lined up with the old district. Old district. I, yeah, I so, saw that. So I don't know had, what's going to happen. I don't know. You had some people that were in the wrong district, didn't get a ballot, and supposedly Mac Butler told them all about it a week ahead of time. But I don't know if that's that's enough time to do anything. So it's yeah. still up in the air. But I've been uh, texting him and encouraging Mark Gidley and uh, letting him know that, hey, this is this is part of it, brother. Yeah, I talked with but, him uh, last week after the vote, but, uh, you know, that was before everything came out about the ballots being uh, wrong and people yeah. getting the wrong ballots. So I don't know I what know they're going to do. They may, just have to both, they may just have to put them both back on the ballot June 21st. Well, it was pretty close. It was pretty close, but that Mac, but, Mac Butler beat the Gil Isbell a little bit heavier than I thought, but Mike Butler being from Rainbow City and Southside, that group kind of sticks together versus the Gadsden group. Hmm. Interesting. Boy, in interesting dynamics in Etowah County. You ain't just a kidding. And we got our <laughs> mayor and stuff coming up later. All right, but, man. Hey, uh, good to hear from you, man. I love y'all. Yeah, we appreciate you, brother. Thank you very much. All right, Tony. Always good to hear from you. 205-941-1011. He's right. I, I didn't bring that up. I was ran out of time, but... Yeah, people got the wrong ballots in some of the uh, some of the voting um, polling places. You know, the districts were redrawn, and so people went in and they they gave them the ballot. On their ballot, it was wrong. The district twenty nine, there was some overlap and some mix up. Probably the only one of those that it, it affect could have affected the outcome would have been this race because it was so close. But uh, that's uh, not a good way for, uh, for John Merrill to, uh, to go out. I, I don't know if that falls totally on him or not. I don't, I don't know who down the food chains you know, messed that up. But uh, I think John Merrill's done a good job as Secretary of State, but that's a tough one. Hey, today's Family Dentistry, 256-739-3337. I missed my last appointment, and they keep calling me, uh, trying to tell me when they've got an opening. And uh, they called me today and said, hey, can you come tomorrow? And I was like, nope, because it's during showtime. I can't come. But uh, 256-739-3337 for the entire family. Call make those appointments for the summer. You won't regret it. Uh, right there in downtown Coleman, today's family dentistry. We'll be right back. And we return for hour number two. It's Priority Talk Live, WXJC Radio. Glad you're with us. We are live here on Tuesday afternoon after Memorial Day. Welcome in, 5 o'clock audience, 5 o'clock crowd. Glad to have you with us. A lot of you back at work today, of course, as am I. 
after uh, taking Friday and Monday off, and we spent uh, some of the last hour sort of reviewing the Memorial Day weekend and uh, and also catching up on some of the, the voting issues. We've got some more of those we can talk to as well, just still spilling over from last Tuesday's primary. And, of course, uh, all this important as we look toward the June 21st uh, runoff elections, uh, Republicans and Democrats. And there's some out there, including that Senate race, that is uh, still very, uh, very much in play and going to come down to all going to come down to turnout. So we're talking about this one race down in the Auburn area, uh, Senator Tom Watley, losing by one vote, one. Now he may challenge it. Maybe he's going to go for a hand recount, and I don't know. But right now, as of now, it's certified one vote out of about ten thousand. So every single vote matters. Uh, our number, 205-941-1011. Uh, we haven't had anybody take advantage of this yet, but if uh, you're just joining us and uh, you'd like to, uh, coming off this Memorial Day weekend, tell us who you had on your mind this Memorial Day weekend, someone who may be uh, in your family or in your past uh, history of your family who made the ultimate sacrifice for our uh, freedom. would love to let you uh, share who they are and uh, tell some of their story, whatever you'd like to share. Uh, it's important that we remember those uh, those who gave it all so that we can live the way we live here in this country and talk about elections and even have a, uh, a chance to have free and fair elections in this state and in this country. So if you've got a uh, Memorial Day, um, you know, honoree or uh, someone you'd like to uh, just let people know about when and where uh, their name, uh, we'd love to. Put that out there, and I think that kind of stuff is really important. We've done that on veterans today. I had a big response from it, and uh, people were very anxious to do that. But um, uh, if, if you do have someone that, that, that gave the ultimate, some of you may have kids or uh, brothers or sisters or husbands or wives, grandparents, great-grandparents, uh, don't know how far back you, you, know, you, you, you know, but it is important that we hear those because they all really, really do matter. Um, you got this dust up as well with uh, talking about the election with um, and, and we reviewed the Memorial Day weekend. We can get into more of that as we go. I, I saw Top Gun. I went to the USFL, the Stallions. So uh, Jason went to the uh, Birmingham Zoo. So we talked about all that, told a couple of funny monkey stories from the zoo. Uh, a lot of fun. But uh, you got this little bit of a dust up between Alabama Secretary of State uh, John Merrill, who we were just talking about before we went to the top of the hour uh, at, at five o'clock. And uh, his, uh, I feel like the man's, I feel like he's done a good job here in Alabama. Of course, he's timed out on the job. You can only serve two terms, or I think he probably would have had a really good chance at winning re-election. Not sure who would even have tried to challenge him, quite honestly. Um, he, um, we, we did have a little bit of a mix-up, it does seem, up in the uh, District 29. That's the Mark, Mark Gidley, uh, who you heard some people on this show talk about. He, was, he had called into the program race um, they're very close up there but people got the wrong ballots and um, I don't know what's going to happen I need to talk to talk to them up there and find out what they're telling them it, it, it's a mess and I think they're separated by 82 votes so it's very uh, very tight uh, but John Merrill is uh, now um, being sued uh, by my pillow man Mike Lindell and he has done this on behalf of um, of uh, Lindy Blanchard and State Representative Tommy Haynes uh, out of Scottsboro. Of course, he lost as well, an incumbent who lost. And um, so we uh, have now have 
a, a lawsuit. I don't know uh, what all the, uh, the particulars of it are, but there is a lawsuit. Uh, they said they had uh, sought to require that all the votes cast on May 24th be counted by hand and not use the, the voting machines. But the Secretary of State's office, of course, used the voting machines, and they're saying that uh, they're not accurate, basically. You know, Lindell was you know, a big part of the Trump, um, you know, uh, 2016, all those voting issues. He, he claims, I've seen where he claims that Trump's votes were undercounted something like 10% in Alabama because of the machines. And um, Merrill doesn't seem too worried about it, so he says he's 27-0 uh, and 0 in being sued. And he said this will make 28 and 0. But uh, it was interesting. That, and that brings up another really close vote as well uh, that we'll get to. Uh, but before we do that, let's head out to uh, Geraldine, Alabama, and uh, talk to Dan out there. Uh, Dan, how are you, my friend? What's going on? All right. Dan, I don't have you, Jason. Um, there we go. There we go, Dan. Go right ahead. Okay, I want to comment on one of the callers about uh, Katie Britt. Yeah. I voted for her. Uh, I didn't see anger too much in her uh, speech. Uh, I saw a lot of passion. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are times for anger in the situation that our Washington, D.C. is right now. There are times for anger. A righteous and, anger, uh, yeah. I, Yes, and I like Mr. Uh, 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 Mo real well. Uh, the only reason I didn't vote for him is most of us conservatives out here, and I don't know y'all's take on this really, but uh, we're for term limits. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, uh, uh, he's been in politics too long. And I know our governor has too, but there was no choice there. And that's why I'm Well, I will say Britt, this so. now. Dan, let's say this. Mo is running. I think he agrees with you because I've heard him say that. He's running for a different position. Right. So he, he did term that. limit himself in Congress because he certainly could have been reelected. Right. He could have, no doubt. And that, that race uh -huh. is going to be a tough one, I believe, the way I heard the ads yesterday morning when I woke up mm -hmm. his, for his position. But the point I wanted to make was uh, I just I just think if you're in government so many years, you need to be out. I understand it's a Senate position now, and, mm -hmm. and he would have been reelected, no doubt. I didn't want to, I couldn't vote for Durant because of who was backing him. I mean, the ones that give Trump so hard a time, the Republicans, was backing him in the race. But anyway, I just wanted to say that as far as uh, uh, after I heard him on Fox News Sunday, Mr. Brooks, I may have to vote for him again, you know, because we're going to have to tell somebody in there that uh, stands up with a little bit of anger, you know. Yep. Uh, well, he, he, he turned it up on Sunday. He he didn't. He didn't back down I, I off of it. That. I, no, bet, I bet Donald Trump liked it too, don't you think? Yes, I believe he did. And I, I enjoyed when he, he stuck with her, and it was a good interview on both sides. And uh, things that he said, people are afraid to say it now. Yeah. I mean, he's, every word he spoke about the morality of our country and what's happening and why all these things are going on was a was 100% truth, but we can't get too many politicians that wants to say that anymore. And I do like him, and I know he's been good for Alabama. But it's just something about me having to say, look, so many years in politics, go home, get a job, rest, take your time off. You've done your service. There's more people out there that's uh, willing to do that job, too. But anyway, I don't want to hinder you too much, but I enjoyed that. And uh, like I said, Thank I voted you. for her. What I saw was righteous anger, if there was any at all, but passion. Yeah. For the yeah. abortion, we got to have somebody fight against abortion. we got to have somebody fight against the federal government coming in here uh, running our states and our, our, our counties and, and, and our cities. That, that's what they're aiming for right now. But I yeah. thank you so much and enjoy your show. All right, Dan. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. 205-941-1011. Yeah. Um, was that? Tony was saying 
you know, Katie Britt seemed angry. And I had not thought of it as anger. I just thought of it as uh, she was just really hyped up. I mean, just was just, I mean, had so much pent up energy for whatever reason. Maybe it was just adrenaline over the fact that she had, you know, came in first place. And, you know, you've been working for something so long and, you know, putting everything you got into it. And then all of a sudden, you know, you sort of prevail and you're just really... Uh, energized and uh, and that's the way I saw it but I certainly can see where Tony or you know or Dan would say hey yeah there maybe there was a little anger in there a little righteous anger um, it, it was close it was close uh, but I don't know what she would necessarily been angry about um, it was more because um, she had won you know if she had lost maybe maybe she was angry she lost but it, I don't know it, if you saw her speech, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to talk bad about her at all. Cause I don't have nothing against her. I've never met her. I, I, I do know and have been uh, with her husband. So I do, I do, he and I, you know, are familiar with one another. And, uh, and I did text him, um, the other night after the race and congratulated him, you know, on, you know, for her to tell her congratulations. Cause I don't know her. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I think good people, um, nothing wrong there, but I, I just thought, man, she just got hopped up on some Red Bulls or something and was really fired up. That was kind of the way it came at me. Um, but you also um, had this uh, Mike Lindell issue, and uh, and then also um, you had Tommy Haynes out of uh, Scottsboro being part of this as well. So I don't know where this uh, goes, but you know Tommy Haynes, that was another close race up in District 23, and. Um, Haynes received 3,700 votes and Kirkland received 3,900 votes. And it was like a, you know, basically a 51-5 to a 48-4. And uh, Mike Kirkland apparently has prevailed in that as well. I, I don't know that that was certified today. I'm not looking at that. but uh, And I don't know if they're going to challenge it or not. But that's pretty close also. You know, you're talking 200 and uh, 250 votes out of... Um, you know, nearly 8,000 or so, almost 8,000. So some really, really close uh, races last Tuesday. And it just goes to show, once again, what we've been saying. Every vote can count. It does count. But let me tell you, you never know when the time you go vote could make all the big difference. It really could. And uh, when you come down to this one race, and it, uh, Watley, it came, and, and Hovey, it came down to literally one vote. And uh, we'll see if that's challenged or recounted or whatever. But you're talking one vote out of 10,000 people. Uh, that is the glaring, the jumping off the page example to you for why it's important to make that effort and get out and vote. Uh, very, very important. Hey, State Farm, I'm, uh, I'm proud of them. I'll tell you more about that when we come back on the other side. I, I'm a State Farm insurance guy. I have been all my life and I have done well with them. Nothing, I don't have anything against the others, but State Farm's always taking good care of me, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm proud of them. Let me tell you what they did when we come back on the other side. 205-941-1011. Fox Mortgage has been such a help for not only me, but my parents 15 years ago, and now recently my brother and his wife just closed on their first home too. So they've definitely made a huge impact on my whole family. My name is Erin and um, my husband and I recently started the first time home buying experience and we heard about Fox Mortgage through my parents. They actually bought a home and went through the process with Mr. Jim Corey and his family about 15 years ago. We were really impressed with Mr. Corey and his family and how 
personal they were and how they took our questions and really invested in my family with this first time home buying experience. Mr. Corey did a great job of calling me, asking me how I was doing, answering any questions that we had about the process, which I think is really important, especially when you're buying your first house. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. NMLS, Fox Mortgage, 184762, Jim Corey, 212055. Fox Mortgage and President Jim Corey, they create lasting relationships with their clients. Young adults call on Jim for their mortgage needs because their parents enjoyed an excellent mortgage experience maybe years ago. Put Fox Mortgage to work for you. Call Jim and his team at 205-661-6868. They're quick as a fox. Call them at 205-661-6868. I'm Richard Ross, and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk Radio. And we return, and let me take a moment to tell you about Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Uh, give Jeff a call at 205-369-9630. Works all over our listening area. Uh, doing a great job uh, with uh, both residential and commercial clients uh, in the roofing industry. Uh, years and years and years since 1998 of uh, professional experience. Got a great team. Jeff, the owner, he's involved with every job. Uh, so uh, you can rest assured you're dealing with a man who cares about the bottom line and cares about getting it done right. It's his reputation on the line. And so uh, we hope that you'll uh, rest assured that he'll meet and need, uh, meet and exceed your expectations. So whether you got damage, whether you just need repairs, whether you need a new roof, or just an inspection, all right? You always need that inspection to determine the next steps. Uh, call Jeff and uh, talk to him about it. No obligation conversation, a free estimate. 205-369-9630. Uh, if you need that roof, got questions, now's the time to do it. Give them a call. Things are, you know, I won't say they're slow right now because they're they're putting roofs on every day. You can look at their Facebook page and see that, Alabama Reliable Roofing. But uh, we're not just coming right off the hills of a storm or, you know, something like that where everybody's just, uh, you know, crazy, crazy. If, if you got some kind of issue or you're thinking, hey, my roof's been there for a long time, uh, now's a good time. Give them a call and uh, you know, get them out you know, soon, and let them, uh, let them come and just tell you what's going on with it. 369-9630, 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing. Do check them out on Facebook. I think you'll like what you see. You can get on there and see their work. And uh, excellent, excellent. We enjoy it. Okay, um, yeah, State Farm, first of all, I, I'm, I'm not happy that they were partnering with this gender cool project. That's who they were in some kind of partnership. You know, these corporate, you can't get them to give money to a ministry organization but they'll give to this diversification stuff and all that um, and so they were partnering with this gender cool project to help diversify the classroom community center and library bookshelves 
with books to help bring clarity and understanding to the national conversation about being transgender, inclusive, and non-binary. This was a leaked email that got out. said the project's goal is to increase particip- uh, representation of LGBTQ books and support our communities in having challenging, important, empowering conversations with children age five and up. And they're going through the library. Don't think that every angle of your kid's exposure is not accounted for by the LGBT whatever, whatever, whatever people. They, they have got a plan for every angle, including the church. And so they are, they're out there doing it, and age five and plus, they want to have uh, representation of these books and support for kindergartners. These are groomers is what they are. And they, call their, they say the agents are key to the success of this program. And so nationwide, approximately 550 State Farm agents and employees will have the opportunity to donate a set of books. There's three books to their local teacher, community center, or library of their choice. And all three of them are books uh, that are warped up. One of them is a book about, it calls, calls it a kid's book about transgender, a kid's book about being inclusive, and a kid's book about being non-binary. And so um, the consumer research got into this and um, and, and has exposed this now, okay? Uh, I believe that's, uh, they, they got this email, and so they, they've got it out there, and so State Farm now has uh, ended its partnership because of the backlash. But they were doing this to begin with. I'm proud they ended it, but I'm not proud that they were doing this to begin with. Ask your State Farm agent about it. See what they know about it. I'm going to ask mine. See what they know about it. But... Um, the three-book bundle referenced in the email is offered by the Gender Cool Project and is specifically listed as being for children aged five and above. And it provides stories of transgender or non-binary children giving their stories through childhood with their particular gender identity. They are in the business of confusing and grooming our kids. I'm looking at some of the pages here. Uh, 1819 News got a really good article on this. They're doing a good job on a lot of this. Um, here, here was some of the stuff. Uh, that was the first time I heard the word transgender. I realized I wasn't done. The feeling I had of being a girl finally made sense. That's what's in the book. Now I feel comfortable buying the clothes I want. Now I can hang out with my true friends and sit with them at lunch. Now I can grow my hair out. Now I can wear makeup. Now I can use she and her pronouns. This is aimed at your boys. And they explicitly say, five and up. Why in the world was State Farm partnered with this? But they were. And it was only because of some leaked emails that this got out. So I'm glad they ended it. And I'm sure the agents, probably in our listening audience, probably not too many of them probably got involved in this. Some of them may have. You should ask them. You might want to uh, find out if these books are in your local library or in your local uh, kids' school's library. They are, it's three of them, Gender Cool Projects is the name. Gender Cool Projects, and it's a kid's book uh, about being. And then, like I said, transgender, inclusive, and non-binary. A kid's book about. So you might want to look and see if these are in the library because 
uh, State Farm was challenging their um, agents to sponsor them in their own community. And I'm sure they probably got a lot of success around the country in different places, but uh, maybe not here. But it's worth uh, finding out. And so uh, um, I, it's, it's sick. And, and the fact that these corporates tie in with them is even, even worse. And uh, there's no telling how much money uh, that has went from, like, a state farm. They also were partnered with uh, Nike, HP, Dell, Intel, and the Allstate Foundation. And I'm telling you, these groups, these corporates, so many of them are, they will not give a penny to a ministry. I'm not just talking about those. I'm talking about a lot of others. I mean, if you've got any kind of uh, you know, religious implication in your message and what you do, they will, they will not do it at all. But they'll fund this kind of stuff and encourage their people to do it as well. So uh, good for State Farm. They pulled it. I'm glad, but horrible that they were even involved in this to begin with. Uh, a group like Gender Cool Projects getting these books to teachers, libraries, and community centers. So we, you need to look up and see what's out there, my friends. All right, half hour left. We'll be right back. Hey, Priority Talk listeners, Greg Davis here, and I want to tell you about the newest sponsor to the show, and that's Pesty.com. Pesty.com is pest control just done better. Pesty.com uses pro-grade formulas to defend your home against all kinds of pests, and it's delivered directly to your door. It's easy to use and safe for the kids and pets. And at one quarter of the cost of traditional pest control companies, it's a no-brainer. Pesty.com is backed by 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means if you're not satisfied, they'll refund your money 100%. So check them out at Pesty.com. That's P-E-S-T-I-E.com. And protect your home or business this season. Make sure you use the promo code GREG at checkout. That's Pesty.com and use the promo code G-R-E-G at checkout to save 10% off your order. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... More about State Farm on this uh, issue of uh, these these books uh, with the gender cool partnership they had. This is on a corporate level, but uh, when when they sent it down to their agents asking them to sponsor these books on uh, these uh, grooming books, basically uh, about transgenderism and not being non-binary for kids age five and up. Uh, Consumer Research was the one who got this email, and they're the ones that made it public. And they've now released an ad campaign titled, Like a Creepy Neighbor. (laughs) It's You know, playing off the State Farm, like a good neighbor. They say, like a creepy neighbor. Um, So State Farm, they say uh, they support philanthropic program. Gender Cool has been the subjects of news and consumer inquiries. This program that included books in, about gender identity was intended to promote inclusivity. We support organizations that provide resources for parents to have conversations about gender and identity with their children at home. I guarantee you they would never sponsor a Bible or a Bible-based book about gender an identity. Never. That's that's not being that's not inclusive. 
they go on to say, we do not support required curriculum in schools on this topic. So that's sort of the new line now, because that's what, you know, what Disney was trying to trying to do. As a result, we've made the decision we will no longer be affiliated with this organization. We'll continue to explore how we can support our associates as well as organizations that align with our commitment to diversity and inclusion, including the community. We recognize and value the diversity of all people, support a culture of respect and inclusion in the communities in which we live and work, as well as our workplace. I mean, those are nothing but code words for we're grooming your kids, we're confusing them. This wasn't about being inclusive. This was about, hey, you're a boy, now you can be a girl. That's what it was about. I read it to you. Age five and up, I keep reminding you. So um, anyway, they, they've stopped it. But uh, now Gender Cool says that no other partner has ended their relationship with them this year. And that they've actually been contacted uh, reaffirming their commitments as they continue to walk, walk alongside them. Gender Cool. We're grateful to continue welcoming new partners and received unprecedented number of donations in this last week. We celebrate the Gender Cool collection of books written by the young transgender and non-binary people who lead our organization. These are their own stories. And uh, they targeted your libraries and your community centers with them and asked their agents to do so as well. So uh, you may want to check with your State Farm agents and see where they were at on this issue. I, I'm going to ask mine. I, I'm a State Farm customer, so it caught my attention. And uh, he may be listening. If he is, I'm, I'm gonna, I want to find out if he knew about this. And uh, I'm, I'm quite sure he didn't get involved in it. But uh, I, I want to know what he knew about it for sure. I think that's interesting. Okay, we're not, but what, about six weeks out now from the uh, World Games hitting our state? Birmingham, the host, but these are these are going to be, it's going to be a big deal all over the place. Um, a couple of months ago, I was Bob, I was with Bobby Humphrey. He's on the, the board or, you know, some part of the team uh, overseeing this. And he told me, he said, Greg, I don't think uh, Birmingham knows what's coming. He said, I don't think Alabama knows what's coming. People from everywhere are going to come. And uh, there's a lot of good men. There's been some good ministry opportunities. They, uh, uh, some are done formal, some are done informally. We're hoping we're going to bring highlight some of those for you as it gets closer. I've been having some conversations with people that are involved in um, and, and trying to use all these folks from around the world coming to uh, Alabama to uh, to share share Christ with them. Um, but also along with this comes some negative things, and that includes sex trafficking, and that is a concern for people that um, are paying attention to this. And so there's uh, 3,000 Alabamians working with the World Games, and they're going through training on sex trafficking. And uh, that's good. You got, I mean, it, it's, it's a target. So you got all kinds of groups working on this. Um, uh, Blanket, Fort Hope, they uh, collaborated this training. I might see if we can talk to some of these folks. Uh, they did it with Homeland Security, Family Sunshine Center, Alabama Anti-Human Trafficking Alliance, uh, Attorney General's Office, uh, Children's Aid Society of Alabama, Child Trafficking Solutions, Fowler Davis, TraffickingHope.org, uh, West Alabama Human Trafficking Task Force, uh, and the um, 
and, and, and others, I'm sure. And so uh, they're educating people on um, the problem and uh, how to get involved, and they're going to have people um, ready to uh, hopefully ensure the safety of, uh, of the people that are going to be coming through our area, in particular children. You know, it wasn't that long ago. Remember, uh, where was that at? Jason, did you see that story about the um, dad took his daughter to a, uh, was it, it was an NBA game just a couple of weeks ago. I think it was one of the NBA playoff games. I want to say it was at Dallas. He took his daughter to the game. I mean, she was a teenager. She went to the restroom, never came back. I heard and, something uh, about that. I can get all the details. They found her, uh, a hotel employee, made a phone call, saw something odd. I mean, this was days later. Wow. Made a phone call, and uh, they came in and found her. They had her and I think another girl in a hotel room. Oh, yeah, they were, they're trying to, uh, they were trying to traffic them. Right. Uh huh. That's right. Yeah, I do remember that. So that's how what. easy it can happen. Yeah, it's quickly. I mean, it, it, people always worry about their little ones uh, and and their preteens, but you got to worry about your uh, you know teens, their late teens, and their early adulthood. I can't remember exactly how old that girl was, but uh, I, I want to think she was a teenager. You know, old enough where you think, okay, Dad, you know, let her she can go to the restroom and you know, come back. Or I think he stood outside and waited on her. If I remember right, or, or stood, you know, was was there by? He didn't abandon her by any means. So, um, you know, if you see something, you say something. I think that's the new way to live uh, in in all of these situations. And people have been saying that now, I guess, since nine eleven. But uh, even more so as as the day grows more and more evil, if you see something, you got to say something because you could just save a life, uh, or j could just save someone a. Uh, uh, a horrible, horrible situation. So they're taking people through red flags, all of these kind of things. I've never been exposed to any training like that. I've been through other trainings where, you know, for background checks and things like that, and those are really important that churches do those, especially in a lot of what we see uh, with the report from the SBC last week. And, and it's not just SBC. It's, uh, you know, the Catholic Church. It's, it, it's going to be anybody who cares enough to... Uh, any organization who that cares enough to tell the truth or pay attention, that they would find this among their rank as well. Anybody would, because it's there's evil people out there, there's sick people out there, and they pose and they and they get undercover, and so it's important that you provide a, uh, a, a welcoming uh, space for people to expose that, and to call it out, say something, uh, and that you you root out that kind of people. You don't make it a comfortable or an easy place for them, and so. Um, so Birmingham, especially with the uh, I-20 and 65 corridors, uh, trafficking is uh, going to be uh, a big, big, major uh, scare of this, I would imagine, for the athletes, for people attending. Um, and, and, you know, we're thinking about people that live here, but you're talking about all the people who come here from all over the world uh, to, to, as athletes or uh, support staff, trainers, you know, all, coaches, and all the families of the participants that will come and be here in our area. So a uh, very dangerous situation, and I'm glad they're doing some training. I'm, I'm, I have, I'm not surprised they're working on this, but I'm really uh, glad to see that. But when you've got uh, Atlanta, Nashville, Memphis, all a couple hours away, and then New Orleans and Dallas, you know, very straight shots. It's um, Birmingham has long been a, a target 
for uh, for trafficking victims and and just having problems in this. And so, uh, it, you know, be aware, be aware. As more and more people flood into the area, you need to be aware uh, uh, that bad things can happen. Not, not always, but something like this just heightens the senses, heightens the possibilities. Okay, uh, out to Fultondale at 205-941-1011. We got Roger on the line with us. Go ahead, Roger. Hey there, do I have time to make a, a brief one-sentence comment about four of the topics you've had? Sure, yeah, go ahead. we got got a few minutes for you. Go right okay, my, my, my great-uncle, my, my paternal grandfather's brother, Lando Thompson, was in the Army in World War One. I. I think it was 1917. He died of that pandemic influenza. He was in mm. New Orleans. Mm. And my, my grandfather, his youngest brother, can you believe this? From what the story goes, he at age about 17, no more than 18, he had to drive to New Orleans to retrieve his body. Oh, man. Back, mm. back then. Wow. Uh, anyway, I posted about it. I, I didn't get the pictures up. Number two, uh, I met John Merrill at at Legion Field, he was with Jack Williams, and I, yeah. I'm very fond of him from my interactions with him. Yep. He's rather tall. <laughs> uh, number three, I voted for Mike Durant, uh, probably with insufficient information. Uh, I did see Mo Brooks on Fox News Sunday. Uh, Sunday. Yeah. I think he made a good impression, but Katie Britt sure does have a lot of energy. And I don't know what what advantages she may have being with the uh, longtime senator. I can't even think of his name. Shelby. Yeah, being with Shelby because he was on a lot of uh, committees, you know. He was. He'd been there a long time. So, uh, so, you know, she would not inherit, though. She'd be a freshman. So, you know. Yes. But she would have personal connections, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah. uh, well, and you got to think, you know, Mo's been there in Congress for, I'm not, I'm not advocating for either one, but Mo's been up there as well. So he's got a lot of relationships I, I, and connections as well. I agree. And, and I like his status in North Alabama, uh, that, which you alluded to. But a number, the last thing is uh, I, State Farm has my auto and, uh, and homeowner's insurance. And I, I, I knew the agent from a long time ago in the weightlifting deal long years ago, but he died of COVID. He was older than me. He died of COVID uh, a year or so ago. And he was a weightlifter? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but oh, he, okay. I didn't I didn't know he was diabetic. Oh. But, yeah, he, he messed around with, I mean, we, I didn't work out with him, but I was in the circle that knew of him, okay? okay. Mm -hmm. but, 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 but that's when I worked for the park board. But anyway, uh, I've had, Two bad experiences. Even even though I knew I had two bad experiences, one real bad, and we don't have time to go into where I attempted to file a claim. You know, when the tornado just barely missed me, mm -hmm. I tried to file a claim as far as my roof, and they stood me up. I ended up talking to the main office in Houston, and and I I, I rarely lose my temper, but I lost it. Anyway, I just. The insurance agent that came out here advised me to go with USAA, and I did follow up with them a few days ago, but the, their premium was going to be higher than State Farm. Well, I talked with the with the young lady at State Farm, and, and the new agent, they're very nice, and, you know, they were trying to keep me, 
and uh, but but they were very very nice. Their premium is lower; it's about three hundred dollars a year lower than what USAA would offer me. But USAA was giving me higher figures for the amount they would cover me for, and said that I would have a better. Anyway, long story short, I I had renewed. It was the last day I renewed with State Farm, but I still may go back and cancel with State Farm and go with USAA. So, Roger, you're saying that uh, when the when the tornadoes came through Fultondale, uh, what back uh, was that about a year ago, right? Something like that. Yeah, well, January a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. Okay, Um, you're saying State Farm didn't didn't cover damage for you? Well. I kept noticing my when I would drive in my my roof tiles or shingles a lot they were puffed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I got a I got a uh, his cards downstairs. I got a local roofing guy to come out here and he said yes there's damage. So I contacted State Forum and talked with this young guy several times, and he he set up to come out here on a Saturday at, at one o'clock. Well, I was working weekends in. So uh, I had two friends, you may know Mike, Mike and his brother Mark, and that agent both stayed here for three hours, and the guy never showed up. Mm. And so when I found, and I never was able to get back in contact with him, he never would call me back. So when I finally talked with somebody, they ended up giving me the runaround, <clears throat> the runaround and they, they referred me to the office in Houston, and the office in Houston said he was here. He was not here. Wow. Anyway, the new the new girl there looked up the records, and they have they do have a record of of no damage, and but they also have a record of some damage. And uh, she ne- she she never did tell me whether or not he showed up or what. I said, well, look, what did they do? Did they just look at my roof with the you know the GPS or whatever it is? And she said they can do that, but yeah. still. But, I don't but the bottom line is they they never did pay Roger. Is that right? They never did even, even did. She never did even come look at it, as far as you're concerned. They just, yeah. they just wow. rebuffed me and yeah. and stood me up. And I had people here that spent three hours of their life. Yeah. Well, I will you say know, I, I've had I've always had good experience with State Farm. Um, I, they've always paid every claim I've ever you know made on it. So you know you can hear a lot of different things. But I hate that. I hate I hate to hear that experience. Well, I also uh, had trees. Blo- I also had trees blown over, and it damaged my fence. And they rebuffed me on that. I mean, they just we're real yeah. short with me. Hmm. So, so, you know, well, I, I, I mean, I still may, may make a change. USAA yeah. is supposed to be yeah. preferable well, go for it, to veterans. Hey, I got, I got to get to break now though, Roger. Hey, good, good well, one well, thank though. You and for look, letting me... Yeah. 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 Call Alabama reliable roofing. If you got those kind of issues, they, they know how to work with those insurance companies and they're known by them really well. That's important too. So enjoying uh, your we, show today. Yeah. Thank you, Roger. We always uh, La- Lando people. Thompson was my great uncle's name. Lando, Lando Thompson, Lando. You don't hear yep. that name. Too His often. name All is right. on that bronze. He, he's on the bronze plaque at Legion field. All right. At the, Sounds at the good, Roger. Post. Thank you, man. Yep. Bye. Alabama reliable roofing, uh, 205-369-9630. Uh, it is important that people know how to work with the insurance, that your roofer know how to work with that insurance company. And I don't know if that's what happened. Sounds like, the uh, adjuster just never even showed. All right, uh, our final break of the day. We'll be right back. Fox Mortgage, NMLS, one eight four seven six two. Jim Corey, NMLS, two one two zero five five. Six years ago was my opportunity to get the first loan through Fox Mortgage and Jim. He was able to get me a pretty decent rate at the time. And six years later, I'm looking at a refi. Gary talks about his mortgage experience working with Fox Mortgage president, Jim Corey. 
I was actually with a military-friendly banking institution and was going with them initially. And then I had an issue with trying to track down a VA certificate of eligibility. And I called Jim's office. When I asked him the question, he says, well, any reason you're not going with me again? So I said, well, I, I thought I got the best rate. And he says, well, let me let me check. So he, he checked, and he actually beat the rate that I was currently thinking that it couldn't be beat. So he's a repeat performer. Uh, he's phenomenal in everything he does. He keeps the ball rolling. I can't say enough about how pleasant the experience was. He made everything easy. We went through and closed in less than 30 days. Hi, I'm Jim Corey, president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. Fox Mortgage president Jim Corey and his team, let them go to work for you. Jody, Dawson, Melody, look, they're great partners, and they will help you find the right program at the lowest rate with the lowest closing costs. They're ready to go to work for you today for that dream home, maybe your first home, refinancing, possibly a cash out to pay for some bills or some other things you've got in front of you. Let his team go to work for you today at 205-661-6868. It's Fox Mortgage and Jim Corey where they're quick as a fox, 205-661-6868. Hi, this is Robert Amaya, a.k.a. the Snake King from Courageous, and you're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis on WXJC. last few moments together here on this Tuesday. It is the day after Memorial Day. And uh, yeah, we're here. We're after it back in. And uh, we'll be here all week long and uh, keeping you up to date on what's happening and uh, just trying to generally, you know, talk about some serious stuff, but also have a good time as well. And we did that today as we reviewed the uh, the weekend. We haven't mentioned uh, mentioned it early, but we haven't talked uh, really about the uh, the shooting in you, you, Uvalde, I heard, I hear it, Uvalde and Uvalde, Uvalde. I, I don't know which way to call it. I did not know. I saw that is the hometown of uh, Matthew McConaughey. Did you see that? That was interesting. Uh, I heard he went back. I didn't see anything on that. I don't know if there was footage of that or anything or what he did, but I did hear he went back. And uh, But uh, the real story out of this is, I guess positively, is this uh, Jacob uh, Alvarado. I saw him interview this morning on TV. Uh, He was the off-duty Customs and Border Protection agent. He was going to get a haircut at the barbershop. His wife's a teacher at the school. 
and he got a text from his wife and I guess his daughter both or something telling him what was going on. And uh, he left and I think the, the barber had a gun and he got his gun and left and he said he didn't have his gear with him. And uh, he went to the school and uh, was able to help evacuate a lot of kids and parents. His wife and his daughter both you know, made it through. They're alive. And uh, but uh, he, he just went. And, uh, and actually, it seems to me like was, uh, in some ways, working with the uh, police on the ground. But I think, to some extent, I think he just went on in and did what he wanted to do because he was on his own. And didn't sit back, you know, like you saw some of these do. He helped to get kids outside and you know, break in windows and things like that. Uh, but he didn't have his gear. Uh, or he said he would have, uh, you know, if he'd have been better prepared, he would have went on in to the active shooter. But, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot come out of that, a lot to be learned um, about the the lives. Some Maybe there was a few lives that could have been saved um, had the police uh, went on in. And, uh, you know, you think if there was ever a lesson learned at Columbine, that was it. But, uh, and they just had trainings and all this kind of stuff. You know, problem is there's, there's just no cut and dried way that you can always react perfectly i know those people probably had the best of intentions they also have to look out for the safety of uh, their own people you know the ones making those commands and those decisions uh, but this guy definitely a, a hero you see uh, heroes rise up out of all these ugly evil situations and this guy definitely one of them uh, jacob uh, alvarado i think is how they said it and uh, he uh, was on uh, one of the big uh, network news this morning i saw it interviewing he he broke down um and you know kind of lost it and then they they moved away from it at that point but uh good guy hero there's a lot of them out there and uh stuff like this brings you know brings them to the top so uh, there's gonna be a lot of lawsuits and a lot of uh conjecture both ways about what could have been done differently uh we do have to learn from it and of course you've got the whole gun grab going on um, and, and right now, let me say this. This is this is the time you have a talk with your kids. You talk to them about these type of situations. And um, you, know, you make sure they're prepared for eternity. We all must be prepared for eternity. Have those conversations. Anything can happen anywhere. I don't care where you live or how safe you think you may be. How safe a neighborhood, a school, or a church, or a community you live in. Anything can happen any day for any of us, intended or unintended. Uh, but secondly, um, you know how you have that talk with your kids when you're going to the airport, if you're going to fly somewhere and you say, look, don't be making any jokes at the security line. Don't be, you know, saying things you think are funny. They don't want to hear that. You don't want to do that. This is the time you have a talk with your kid as well about making jokes online or at school or anything about uh, violence or at school or guns not the time to do that have the conversation with your kids about it because things are real sensitive right now talk to you tomorrow